Welcome back everyone to Student Dream TV. I'm your host, Nina Uguomo, and here we share money, investing, and startup tips for the Black Collegian. I'm super excited to bring to you a special guest and a friend, Chisa. He's coming all the way from Rutgers University, a recent graduate who has started his own company and is really living out his dream in a very profitable way. And so today we're just gonna talk about how he built it. And we're gonna share with you just some advice and tips on how you can not only survive during this time of crisis and COVID, right? But what are some ways you can actually really thrive and make money remotely from your home through investing and through starting up a business? So stay tuned. All right, so welcome back. We're here with Chisa. And Chisa, can you just quickly introduce yourself, who you are, where sure. you're from, what you do? There we go. What's up, y'all? My name is Chisa. Thank you, Nana, so much for having me. I appreciate you. Uh, what an honor to be on Student Dream TV. So my name is Chisa Belu. I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Pedal. That's P-E-D-U-L.com. Make sure you go check it out. You know, do your thing with it. Uh, so what Pedal is, it's a scholarship marketplace. And, and what that means is it's a platform where students can go to and apply to multiple scholarships with one application. And it's also mm -hmm. a scholarship builder for individuals, organizations, corporations, uh, and anyone that's looking to use, like, use scholarships for their strategic needs. So that's what we do on our end. Okay, I love it. I love it, man. So... I guess before we jump in, tell me a bit about just where did the idea of Pedal come from? What's the yeah. genesis story? Um, shoot, you know, it's one of those things that you see a problem over and over and over again, and you're like, yo, we've got to do something about this. So the problem that we're going through and that I was seeing throughout my life, you know, so uh, originally I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, and what I saw there was a lot of people were having trouble getting money together to go to school. You know, something mm. that as simple as wanting to learn was a huge barrier for them. And we didn't think that was okay. So then when I got to Rutgers, uh, I continued to see the problem. Uh, I had a friend of mine that was looking to go to school uh, for music. He got in, in, he passed the audition. It was going great for him. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was just too expensive. And so he had to wow. utterly switch career paths, do something he didn't want to do. Um, and we just didn't feel like that was okay. So, you know, what happened was I put a team together of a bunch of people that I felt were a lot smarter than me, uh, or that especially had characteristics and skills that I didn't have at the time. And we just started brainstorming and really working things together. And so that's how we got to the point that we're at now. Uh, obviously, so much has gone into that. That's the totally abridged story. Like, when did you actually make that first move oh, to start the company? Oh, yeah. See, and that's, that's the other thing, right? It's like, you can talk about things. It can. At the time, uh, I was a journalism student. My uh, co-founder was a journalism student. Um, mm -hmm. And we were just uh, doing our internships, you know, as you can probably imagine, like most students, uh, while we were thinking long term, it wasn't exactly in a way that wasn't already exposed to us, if you know what I mean. You know, we, we were talking about, you know, what jobs are we going to get? Uh, what job offers will we accept? Uh, but it came down to 
probably at the end of 2016, actually, where we okay. realized uh, this is something that's really serious. Um, let's really take advantage of the opportunities we have and go all the way with it. And so from there, uh, we started working and meeting uh, in our student center. So we'd meet like every Sunday from like 9 a.m. to like 8 p.m. either just like learning how to code, um, figuring out how to put a business plan together and just getting everything appropriate so that we could get it off the ground. All right. And so where are you now? Like, what's the status of Petal? Yeah. So, you know, we were blessed to be in a position to where we were able to raise some capital as well. Um, and that was just a crazy ordeal. Honestly, just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what happened was as we were, I guess, our first foray into like the investment game. And that's another definitely piece of advice I, I'd love to share is you don't have to keep things too secret. You know, you are if when you tell people what you're doing, you're able to get opinions. You're almost doing public opinion polls. But at the same time, you have to make sure that you yourself are in a position to get critiqued because you can be mm. swayed and. Uh, you can be convinced to not do things very easily. You know, people will continuously portray or project project their insecurities onto you. And if you're not ready for that, uh, you're, you're going to not commit. <laughs> I promise. Right. Um, you know, so for us, we were in the student center and people started noticing. Uh, one of the school newspapers took notice of what we were doing, uh, wrote an article on us saying, you know, these kids are meeting every Sunday. They're creating this platform, doing this, this, this. Um, from there, we got the attention of another website that pretty much aggregated the article. From there, these students over at Rutgers Newark uh, saw what we were doing. And they were actually creating a, a startup that connected college startups to capital. And in order oh, for them to get, yeah, right. And in order for them to get their investment, they had to prove that they could do it with one company. <laughs> So they reached out to us and we worked together. You were the one. Yeah, exactly. You are the one. We put a package together. Does that company still exist? No, they then they they folded now, unfortunately. (laughs) It's all right. They served their purpose. (laughs) We were the the one. Wow. That's great, man. That's great. So it seems like you you, you guys were just, you know, doing, you were actually making steps and moving forward instead of just kind of thinking about an idea and then stopping there. Oh, completely. It's really easy to think of ideas. You know, it's it's a special skill set. Honestly, it's not that special. It's just some self uh, determination to actually do it. Right. It's yeah. When, when you have time, you make time. You can just make it happen. Man, and so what do you? I guess what do you hope to see when it comes to Peta? Like, what do you really? What what is like change and and results and success and winning? What is what does winning look like for yeah. for you and for Peta? For us, you know, yeah. right now winning is making sure that on one hand, um, we have students that are continuously receiving scholarships on our platform. Come on. On the other hand, we have people that are continuously creating scholarships and corporations that are creating scholarships on our platform. So our secret sauce or what really makes us different is we work with these corporations. We essentially incentivize them to provide scholarships. So let's say company A, uh, let's say Audible, right? Or people might know, let's just say McDonald's. So McDonald's is going to put out scholarships, um, but they're not going to do it just out of the goodness of their heart as much as I wish they would, right? But what we do is we give them an opportunity to use scholarships to source student talent. 
So they can say this is a scholarship for women in finance that have over a 2.9 GPA. Uh, let's say that play soccer. And they can put that scholarship on our platform and we can aggregate a list of a thousand kids that, of that exact profile uh, based on the scholarship. And they can take that application pool and turn it into a candidate pipeline. So what that does, it allows them to give things like training modules and coaching curriculum throughout that pipeline so that they, they can train and develop these students into their future employees. So what, you know, like, I think one of the biggest scholarship tools that we hear about is Scholarly. Yeah. So talk to me about how, if at all, are you competing with Scholarly? How do you differentiate yourself from them? Yeah, no, for sure. And it's a really are important question. Yeah, technically Scholarly is a competitor. You know, we mm-hmm. operate a bit differently. So the difference between us and Scholarly is Scholarly is a really cool search engine for scholarships. So it's kind of like a Google for scholarships. Mm. Um, where ours is more so like a marketplace. So on one hand, of course, you can apply to multiple scholarships with a single application. We have the common application model. Uh, But on the other hand, we have pathways to employment. So what that Mm. means is that a student can apply for a scholarship on our platform and they can be exposed to a job opportunity that they otherwise wouldn't have had. Uh, And so what happens is Mm. because you're able to use the same scholarship for multiple uh, entries, Let's say you're applying to uh, a foundations scholarship. We're able to take that same data and say, hey, this McDonald's scholarship might be great for you too. And then you can get an internship at McDonald's just by going through that route. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's our goal is to really obviously extend monetary opportunity to students. But we know that it's the bigger picture, right? It's, the whole point of you going to college is to get these skills, to get experience, to prepare you for your future. And so we want to make sure we're yeah. putting them on the track. And so what does it look like so far? Can you tell me some stories just about, you know, students who've used it, what, what the outcomes have looked like? Because yeah, like sure. here at Student Dream, like we, we are all about you being able to make money, right? We don't want it to be theory, right? You're going to come and plug into the Student Dream community and network of, of courses, of people, yeah. of, of tools, such as a, a pedal. And you're going to walk away with actually making money investing money, you know, earning money, building wealth. And so I'd love to hear how you're like actively helping people to build their wealth and make some money. So we've had over $2 million in scholarships go through our platform to students, uh, primarily in the tri-state area and the Texas, Louisiana area, and then like the Los Angeles, LA County area. Mm -hmm. Um, We just signed a deal with the NFL. Uh, They're going to be running their scholarships through the platform. Uh, that was really great for us. Uh, and we've, I don't say that say again, say that again, say that again. <laughs> we just found a deal with the NFL. That's a brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brand. Come on, Appreciate you. Appreciate it. So, yeah, Come you know, on. We're, we're bringing on some other people. And so, right now, as we film this now, um, we're cooking up a really big release for August that okay. I, I, I don't want to say too much at this yeah, time. Yeah, don't say, yeah. Of, That's but, your business. Oh, That's your business. <laughs> you, are you feel me? You feel me? Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're cooking up really something big for uh, a lot of people. Um, you know, one of our main investors now is Newark Venture Partners. And so they're LPs, they're limited partners, people that give them money to uh, invest in people. Uh, it's Amazon, Audible, Prudential, uh, Panasonic, et cetera. So luckily enough for us, because 
they have stake in our company, right? Uh, it makes it a lot easier for us to work with them, reach out and have those conversations to actually mm. get things running. And so we're working on something really cool. Uh, we have a lot of different uh, celebrities and influencers on board as well. And it's definitely COVID-19 related, you know, but we want to wow. make sure we're going to be supporting the people that we feel have kind of been uh, most forgotten. So we're putting something really cool together. So that's, that's some Obviously, there are success stories in the past, but what we're doing now, and uh, hopefully if you follow us on Instagram or follow me or just stay up on Student Dream, you'll be able to see this whole thing unveil. So I can't wait. Right, right. And I mean, you can, you can see, you can follow Chisa right there, right, at Pedal. I don't even know. Am I, am I over here? There. <laughs> we'll see what we do in the editing. <laughs> we'll make it work. But yo, so I mean, so Chisa, how old are you? Uh, I just turned 26. Come on, man. So it is April 30th, 2020. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. this brother just turned 26. When was your birthday? Oh, I guess it was it was end of September. My bad. Okay, come on. That, that, that don't count. You, you, count you a little, that's like half a year ago, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, in, in, in Corona time, time don't move. That's I know, right? Thing. That's <laughs> like, in Corona I ain't been outside time, in a like minute. <laughs> that's amazing. And I think, oh, I, I, I mean, I love your story because like, I mean, did you ever, going from being a journalist, a journalism major to an entrepreneur, like was, when you came into Rutgers, was this something you ever imagined? Of course like, not. There's come on. No, there was 0% of me that was like, I can't wait to go start a tech startup and <laughs> go deal with venture capital. Like, I, I don't even think I knew what that was. I, I mean, I remember wow. at Rutgers, I was definitely the only kid on my floor that uh, like had never touched any code or anything like that. So um definitely not something i was exposed much to beforehand uh you know like i said yeah. i'm from bad Rouge, so it's like we just i think at the time maybe for me in high school i just valued different things i know my high school didn't have no coding classes but nonetheless right. we're, not, we're not complaining i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> and so like but what changed it you know because i think for so many of you know the students watching right now right there either maybe they y'all just graduated college or you're you know in undergrad right now you're a sophomore junior freshman and they're like man I didn't know you could do that and and I know for me when I was at Howard yeah. like I I loved I always loved business like I had a lemonade stand growing up mm. I, I used to sell candy until someone <laughs> snitched on me <laughs> my first job was at McDonald's and funny enough when I actually went to Howard I didn't I didn't know I never again that short-term vision I didn't know yeah. that I, I needed to pay for four years of school. It just, I, of course I knew it, but I never knew it. Yeah. I just really didn't acknowledge it. Trust me, and I so did. I had saved up like $10,000 from just working at places like uh, at a deli, which is where I worked in high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I paid that first semester tuition. And then I was like, oh snap, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> my mom didn't have the money. My dad didn't have it. But thankfully, like a friend had told me about the United Negro College Fund and scholarships. Wow. And so literally, this is so funny because I don't think you ever wow. knew this. No, I don't, I don't talk about it anymore. But I earned about $80,000 worth of scholarships during my time at Howard. Literally, it was my job just to write scholarships. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. I'll put on the screen. You guys can that see some of, the, some of the scholarships I won from like Wells Fargo, McDonald's, Verizon. Wow. So many local scholarships. It was wow. literally my job to the point where my refund check wasn't in loans, but it was from scholarships. That's amazing. Yes, it is so dope. And so I haven't thought about it in a while, but I was like, yo, like this needs to be like, if you're in school, 
it should be your full-time job applying scholarships. Yeah, you know? honestly. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of going around in a circle, but yeah, like what do you say to the student who's never even, what's going to plant that seed for them to know like, yo, this is a career op- option for you. Not, yeah. not everybody's an entrepreneur per se, right? Mm-hmm. But anybody for sure, and I mean, can be an owner. And we yes. want to encourage y'all to like, build your wealth and that means you have to make more money than you spend which means part of your plan should be scholarships like just exposure talk to us about that kind of just changing our mindset you know i think for us what really (laughs) triggered us into this pathway was intentionally identifying problems that you're seeing in your life and thinking Mm. of ways to find solutions to them uh you know we never or i personally never imagined going down this pathway but when you constantly see people you know having to drop out of school not because they got in trouble not because the grades are bad but they just can't afford it you start thinking like how can we fix this and so we want to make more nenas you know we want to make more situations where students can get these scholarships and so for us we're making sure that on one hand the students don't have to work as hard you know you don't have to open 70 different tabs and apply individually one by one uh, so that you can get that streamlined process to these scholarships. And on the other hand, we want to bring more of those companies on board. We want to bring as many of them on board to uh, uh, source and push these scholarships out. And it's, it's great for them too, because while let's say McDonald's might attract one type of student, you know, they're going to be exposed to a whole new type of student that otherwise would have never thought they could work at McDonald's or even have, be exposed to the opportunities. So we just want to cre- uh, connect the dots, you know? Yeah, uh, so about intentionally, intentionally looking at problems that you're, that you're affected by or people around you are affected, affected by and yes. actually taking the next step to solve it. Living an intentional lifestyle is a game-changing mindset. Mm, I love it. And so, man, entrepreneurship, right? So. I, a few years ago, I used to just like push it. Like when I first started Student Dream, we were all about entrepreneurship. Like yeah. that is the way you build wealth. Cause again, I, I moved to New York and I was working at a big ad tech company, learning about venture capital. Mm-hmm. And as a former athlete, I'm like, yo, I want to play this game. Why did anybody tell me about this game? Hey, why did anyone tell you for real? Yes. And oh, so, but again, you have to learn how to play the game, but even, you know, realizing it's a game, the way I look at wealth, right? I think personal finance is like peewee leagues, right? Like everybody should play. Everybody should know how to do that. And then I look at investing as kind of like varsity basketball, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a little bit of a learning curve, but like you can still learn it. You can still play. And then I would say entrepreneurship is basically the professionals Mm -hmm. in that, you know, it's not for everybody, um, but it is for some people. And even as a professional basketball player, you could play in the Euro League, right? You could play yep. in the, the G League. You can play in the NBA, right? Um, you can, you can make money across the board. You know, exactly. <laughs> I think that you should, you've got to learn how to play the game. And I think it's important to at least start with knowing that this is a game that you can play. Truly. And so for all the students who are out there, specifically like the graduating class of 2020, Yes. You know, it's like, yo, a lot of students are graduating this, you know, this Saturday. And it's like, crazy? Uh, <laughs> no graduation. It's like, excuse me. It's, it's <laughs> the Zoom generation. The Zoom right? Generation. Like what advice, what career, what financial advice do you have for the class of 2020? Considering like, 
and again, we're entrepreneurs, so we definitely have a different lens when it comes to risk and mm-hmm. circumstances. But for those who are kind of like, yo, I'm scared, rightfully so. Yeah. Like, what what advice do you have for them? Uh, you know, this might sound a bit counterintuitive, but the advice that I would say that I know it has helped me most, uh, especially coming to this region, is this is a great time to build your relationships. And so what I mean by that is, you know, something I did uh, initially when I was looking for internships, because I knew I didn't know anyone in New York, no one in New Jersey. Um, but then I did it when it came to entrepreneurship as well, was I utmost literally uh, created an Excel doc <laughs> and I created a list of 100 people going through LinkedIn, going through all types, just going through Google, 100 people whose jobs, positions in life just a hundred people who I said, I'd like to learn from these people. I want to be these people. I love um, that. And I found either relationships to them, whether that's, oh, they went to Rutgers too, or, or oh, they're from Louisiana. Oh, they're from Jersey. Just the smallest <laughs> of connections, you know? Uh, oh, they're from Tennessee. Hey, that's only 700 miles where I'm from. You know, so it's like just finding the smallest connection um, and finding their emails. You know, I use this, app uh this website called hunter.io um and i use it the email man out. that's the that's the sales development reps dream baby <laughs> yeah. i know that game oh, yeah i know you're familiar <laughs> yes anybody doing any type of outreach yeah because you need to find people's emails hunter.io is a free tool to yes. find the right emails yes so you know i use that and i sent out you know saying to them like hey um, I saw your experience at this company uh, and I saw you did this, this, at this company, this company, right? Making it personalized. This is really sales, right? Um, you know, if you have time, I'd love to get 10 minutes just to get on a call with you, learn more about what you've done. Um, and then really forming that relationship, you know, like every holiday, every, um, you know, the random Labor Day, you know, Christmas, like, <laughs> it would be Kwanzaa. Happy just Labor like, Day, sir. <laughs> right? Any, any opportunity to message them and say, like, hey, just thinking about you, happy Labor Day, you know, da-da-da. Uh, and those relationships really helped me an immense amount, right? It's like getting these news stories out about what we're doing or, you know, a lot of times for me, especially being uh, here in New Jersey, someone would be like, hey, I'm driving from Maryland back into the city in New York. Um, do you want to stop and get lunch? Like if I'm close to you, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Definitely. Right. Yeah. These relationships are what expose you to an immense amount of opportunities, uh, either career wise or just investment wise, or just your angel investor wise, right. That Mm. will bring money to you. So intentionally. Can you tell me about about what that's looked like for you? Like a specific example story? Oh yeah. I mean, one of my great mentors now for me is, uh, uh, he's a producer at CNN. So something that we did, uh, and this was, this is about playing that game. Uh, when we needed to get investment, when we needed to get in front of people, we clicked our press buttons. We knew we were doing something really big and we wow. needed attention on it. So we reached out, I reached out to my, my, my mentor. Uh, he's at CNN. He connected me with his boy over at Bloomberg. We were able to get that Bloomberg article. We were able to get a Bloomberg video. From there, we were able to push that to get all these other press runs to where now these VCs, these angel investors are reaching out to us. Um, Come on. Just, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's all connected. And you guys, this is like, I've known Chisa for a while, but this is my first time 
really kind of diving deep in, you know, like what's happened over the last few years. So that's uh, it's been a crazy, on, trip. crazy trip. So, I mean, that, that's what we did. You know, those buttons we pushed, uh, but it all goes somewhere. Everything you're doing, even the L's, you know, the, the failures, the losses, it definitely is all stepping stones to learning yeah. how to get to that next step. So for that Zoom generation, that class of 2020, this is, everyone's at home. <laughs> everyone's in front of their computer, you know, reach out to people, make that list of a hundred, send out those emails, make it personal, make it nice. People, if, if someone emailed me right now and said they want to just like get my advice or just connect, that I would be so honored, right? And a lot of people feel that way. So utilize that, take advantage of it, um, be friends, get, get mentors. And obviously none of you know, it doesn't have to be a transaction relationship, but just learn from these people. Be, yeah. the, be the mentee and then you can be the mentor for other people. No, that's a fact, man. And so kind of when you think about like, it's great to build relationships, right? But what do you, what about someone who, you know, has a real urgency? Like I got, it's, it's April 30th, tomorrow's May 1st, you know, I need to pay the pay rent. I need to pay for food, right? What do you say to someone who like, yes, they want relationships, but I need, I not only need that human capital, but I need money capital right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, something that we did, uh, now a lot of people know this. Talk about it. Let's be real. <laughs> you know, know. What, we, what we did to, to find a lot of our stuff, because obviously we didn't have money for a, a long time, a really long time. How long? long? Like, until we did. Like, <laughs> like that was like, like two, three years, honestly. Yeah. You know, we were just pushing things out on our own, you know. I was, I had like my janitor job, Kayla was working waitress job, Kayla's my co-founder. Um, so we were just pushing that money back in, but what we did to supplement that money is we were just flipping things. Uh, I, I know it's talked about a lot and, but it really does work, you know, so we would get things super discounted either from the thrift store or eBay. Um, and we would just flip it. And what I mean, flip it, like put it in a stratosphere where people wouldn't know how to use it. Um, and then we mastered Facebook ads, which of course helped us when we had to do pedal Facebook ads. So oh, that's a fun fact. I didn't know both of you guys built that skill. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook ads? Yeah. So for me, I was, I, I was through I was, YouTube or like through Facebook. How'd you learn? Um, for me, Google AdWords through YouTube. And then they also have like a bunch of their certificates that you can go through. Kayla was going through this like Facebook group, uh, you know, where it's like a Facebook ads learning uh, group where everyone just helps each other out. They're out there for sure. Come on. Um, you so, guys are so resourceful. Like, <laughs> That's so dope. I mean, I, again, because I'm just I'm I'm a, a journalist, so to speak, when it comes you to are. just I'm very curious. And that's just so dope to see. I didn't even know that. Like you guys, there, it seems to be this recurring theme of like being intentional, being curious, uh, being bold and consistent and being resourceful. I think, again, as black entrepreneurs who, you know, I don't have it's so funny some of the stories you hear like I, I, I really I'm like yo, I don't have somebody who just has a million dollars like no. I, don't, I don't have that no no you gotta get creative wow. you gotta get you creative to but you do what you have to do there's no shame in the game no not at all I think about I mean I mean oh my gosh I've done everything if I could show you guys different <laughs> pictures I literally I'll put them up right here like I have <laughs> Oh my gosh. I have. It's so funny when I look back, like I'm sure you do as well, but I look back and I'm like, all right, I did. I was a postmate at, at one time. 
Yeah. I I did a I did a a night two a two session nineteen day sleep study. <laughs> nineteen days. Nineteen. Oh in my the hospital. goodness! Couldn't leave the hospital. I did a bunch of surveys. I refed I refed men's basketball. Uh, intramural basketball, right? Oh. I was called out of my name one time. You know, you know, men be tripping sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I get it. I get it because you got to eat. I did. I did like I worked at a pop up Japanese restaurant. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, because I had to eat, but I, I wanted to fulfill my dreams. You know, like one day I would be at the sleep study, the next day I would be hosting an event at the White House. You know, it was exactly. Just like, you know, you got to do what you got to do until. Um, you can do what you want to do full time. Exactly. And so that's, that's some the of the hustle of what it looked like for you guys. You learn Facebook ads, um, flipping things. And then what do you think really helped you to get that breakthrough? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Of like, cause I think how should just thinking about some best practices that, you know, students listening, graduates listening can be applying right now, specifically, especially those who are curious about entrepreneurship, maybe they've watched Shark Tank or yeah. they've watched all these other series. Um, but I'm always like, yo, go for it. Uh, like what yeah. advice do you give for them, especially as we are all at home? What steps can they be taking? I mean, honestly, the thing that changed for us was we got the right people noticing. That's what mm -hmm. changed it for us. You know, suddenly it was, uh, opportunities that were going to other people were now in the running for us as well. And, and I got to give wow. a big shout out to Anthony Frazier, who is the first person really in Newark to take notice of what we were doing and just like invite us in to, so it was Anthony bringing us in to work out of Newark Venture Partners that allowed the MVP team to take notice of what we were doing and then throw us our first, you know, six figure check. So come on and you guys even this is small money too like yeah. i mean as let me not Real say talk. that's a huge milestone what do you mean years. you know i know that's... but i'm just like yo i want us to think bigger that's yeah. awesome though exactly. i just i just love to like hear about people really winning and but yeah so really getting in front of the right people getting the right people noticing yeah. And again, what did you think, you, what would you say that you started to do differently that helped you to get the right people noticing that you weren't doing before? Hmm. Or was it just a matter of time, you know, persistence? I, I actually think it was just a matter of time, you know, because yeah. it, it was that Excel reaching out stuff, um, reaching out to people, um, asking for referrals, going to events, uh, going to conferences, even if they're on Zoom, you know, yes. hitting these webinars, it was just a matter of time. Come on. Yes, one of our, one of, um, our board members, his name's Chip, he says that your Chip. answer, yes. yeah, yeah, he says, you, <laughs> he says that your answers are out there, you know, they're not like just you sitting right here. You've yeah. got to move. you got to yeah. talk to people. You have to sell. And, you know, if you really believe in your product, you're going to do that. Exactly. It's, it's a beautiful process. You run into a whole bunch of things that you otherwise would have had no business running into. And that's the fun. Yeah, man. And so what would you say? Like, gosh, I have so many questions, bro. Um, <laughs> man. So now with 
all the stuff that's been happening, uh, just in terms of the markets changing and us having to stay at home, how has that affected your cash flow? Yeah, it, it, it was big for us. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. when everything took place, when all the stay-at-home orders got official, mm-hmm. what we do for corporations most immediately is we talent source for them. They're using our platform so they can get the best student talent lined up and so that they can get these long candidate pipelines to hire people. And so for us, a lot of our contracts were beginning to come in exactly when the stay-at-home orders started because they were implementing for the summer and, you know, the way scholarships work. Uh, So for us, we really lost like a smooth, right off the top, $200,000, like Mm. disappeared. So that's what really pushed us to get creative to make sure that in a time when our student users utmost literally need us most, uh, we can still implement this money and this cash flow into our system to be able to push it towards them. So it hit us pretty hard, but our creativity was able to hit back harder. So I really do believe that once all of this is said and done, we're not just going to survive. We're going to thrive in a new way. Come on. And it's going to implement us and put us in a position to get more noticed than we would have otherwise. So I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not mad. I'm not worried. Uh, but I, I obviously me, I want things to move faster, but you have to work on other times sometimes. So you just gotta be patient. No, that's a fact. And so what would you say? Cause just adjusting, right? I think the word, the word of the season is adjust and adapt. Ooh. What? You know, the word of the season is adjust and adapt. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a point guard, right? I'm a ball player. Yeah. Loves loving basketball. So if you know that quote, you know that quote. That's me and you loving basketball, baby. I'm a ball player. You adapt, you pivot. Mm. And so how have you been adapting and pivoting, right? How, what, is, what does that look like? Can you get in, go into that a little bit? Uh, do you mean like for me personally or for pedal? For both, both. I think it's important to understand like both the, the human side and the business side. Yeah, I mean, on the human side, uh, I just became way more self-sufficient. You know, everything that I liked to do before, you know, a, a lot of times for me, my stress relief is just like making music. And so beforehand, uh, if I want to make music, I'd write something up. I, I'd go to uh, one of my friends, uh, they'd make an instrumental, write a beat for it or vice versa. And we'd go to like the studio in Elizabeth or like in Newark or like Bloomfield, et cetera. And we just laid down. Now, obviously I can't just go do that. So I had to immediately order everything I needed and making sure that I can do everything right here in the house. And so that's helped me a lot, being able to just create. And I think that creativity has definitely helped me to be able to push uh, pedal creativity in a time when we needed to do that more than ever. So <clears throat> for that's us- That's a fun fact, because I think it's important to keep your mind moving, you know, yeah. and not just be, and I think one of the advantages that we have as black people when it comes to uh, building wealth is our innate creativity and the flavor that we bring to things. So like you'll notice with the student dream brand, we, one of our biggest partners that I call a partner is culture. You know, mm-hmm. like we make things relevant and fun. Like people make wealth and investing and fi- they make it so complicated and, and, and waspy, <laughs> but it just doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be, it can be cool. Yeah. That, that's a really big issue. Of course, that when it comes to, sometimes us connecting with these, these wealth topics, like a lot of them are, the topics aren't boring, but the people executing the topics are boring. 
Mm. Like really boring. Even when it comes to VC culture, like a lot yeah. of times tech culture can be boring, but that's why it's that much more important for you to bring your natural sauce in and spices right. because it, you will make it better and you'll come in and give a flavor that they have never seen and your impact will be that much more felt. So right. I, I think you're definitely right about that. The culture is large. The culture is waiting. Uh, you got to meet our culture with their culture to really do them a favor and then you collect the coins. Right. And so then what does it look like to adapt on the business side? Uh, really implementing this new project. Uh, so getting all these That's different players on board. Exactly. Okay. I mean, it, it, it won't be soon. I, it's just because like, you know, contracts are pending and you know, if you're right. that, you know. <laughs> right. So for us, it's getting these different players on board, reappropriating the individuals at uh, the companies that we talk to, switching the, the departments. Because what we were offering for one department now is more relevant for another. Uh, and mm -hmm. so making sure that everyone's on the same page and then from there, getting these other individuals on board so that we can do this thing that we think is really cool. So mm. it, it was being creative that was that helped us think about that. Uh, but it's obviously that day and night work that makes it happen. So Right. I mean, so you're still in business. I think one of the things I want to emphasize is that y'all, you guys are still in business. You still oh, sure. have revenues coming in. You still oh, have sure. a product that is where there's demand. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely demand. There's no doubt about that. We just got to make sure that uh, we are increasing and not decreasing. That's our goal. Right. Dope. And so, man, I guess from the particular lens of entrepreneurship and starting a company as a, a career option, what are some of the questions that you think some like our graduates should be asking and answering right now to prepare mm. themselves to thrive? during this crisis and after it? I think that uh, a great question is, so for entrepreneurship in general, what are the basic things about entrepreneurship I need to know? You know, can I mm -hmm. do my finances? Can I build a team? If I can't do my finances, can I find someone that can? Uh, can I convince someone to work with me? <laughs> it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's yeah, not an easy yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and I think more than anything, how do I build my resilience? So understanding that I'm going to, you know, I've been reading this devotional called, uh, it's like attitude of expectancy. Yeah. And like the attitude of expectancy is the ability to know that things aren't going to work out in your favor all the time, but understanding that like God's givings are everlasting and that your time will come and it might not look like how you want it to look like, but it will be there. So can you develop this attitude of expectancy so that yeah. you can persevere in times when it's not great. Because, you know, we both know this lifestyle, doing this stuff can be much more glamorized than the reality. So true. That's a fact. And so if you were to describe this, just your experience starting a company, yeah. like if you were to, like what would be on your, your playlist when it comes to... <laughs> Chisa starts a company playlist. What is what? What are the top three songs on that playlist? Uh, oh man, top three songs. I'm like going through my Spotify. Right, do uh, it, do it. Take your time. Let's see. Let me see. Top top three companies. Uh, sorry, top three songs would be uh, my first song is "Tribe" by Boss. Tribe mm. by Boss. All right. Um, 
And then I want to say my second song is going to be, uh, I want to say, what's that song by Buddy? Um, oh, you know what? Let me do Status Symbol 3, Nipsey Hustle featuring Buddy. Okay. And then, and then the third song, uh, it just came out. This song's so hot. It's by Deontay Hitchcock featuring Jid, J-I-D. It's called I Got Money Now. That song's beautiful. <laughs> you gotta listen to it. What's the name of the artist? Deontay? Deontay Briggs? Hitchcock. Deontay Hitchcock. Yeah. Man. Them's my three. Them's my three. Yeah. And tell me, tell me why a little bit. Kind of break it down. Uh for me, tribe is definitely, you know, you got to build the environment that you're going to be in, build your tribe. Uh, the people that are going to support you, that are on a mission as well, that you can reach out to, that, you know, aren't going to throw you off your path. You know, you got to have your tribe. And so that song definitely hit me. Uh, I love that song. Boston, J. Cole, they killed that thing. Um, <laughs> Status Symbol 3, Nipsey Hustle. You know Nipsey, what Nipsey Hustle about. The marathon right. continues. So. stood for I, I love it. I love that song. And, and Buddy just adds that guy. Buddy's one of my favorite artists that no one talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I Got Money Now is really that third one because it's like the evolution of that creating that tribe. The marathon continues. And then now you get to this point where you weren't sure if you were even going to make it to that point, honestly. And yeah. so now you have this position where it's kind of like you're finally getting to that real starting line to actually push forward. That's awesome, man. And so what do you see as like the future, right? Do you see kind of, you know, people are talking about blockchain and they're talking about AI and telemedicine. And I just hate oftentimes seeing black people left behind, Mm -hmm. right? And you're in a lot of conversations with venture capitalists, you're around a lot of startups. So you're exposed to like what people are building for the future. So what are some of the industries of the future that you would recommend our listeners and our students kind of looking into to kind of see what some of the problems are so that they can actually build companies to solve those problems. Mm. Cause I hate to, I, I oftentimes see when it comes to these industries of the future, our people are left out, you know, just yeah. because of the lack of knowledge. And, and so we, I want to begin to expose them to it. So talk to me about point. any opportunities you see. Uh, I would say research this company that's on the low, but is, making an immense amount of money. It's called C3.ai. You're probably going to, after I said it now, you're going to start seeing their billboards everywhere. Um, They're just an AI company for everything. Mm -hmm. And if I were looking at it again, you know, I I look at them all the time now because, you know, one of my boys out in uh, uh, San Francisco now works for them, you know, so I would look into AI and machine learning and really know what that means. It's such a broad buzz term word that people just throw it around, but I would actually look into what that means, what the capabilities are, and then see how it's applicable to different industries. And so you can have insight to potentially what is being left out. Um, There are a lot of things that you're going to go through that AI and machine learning can improve that these other players might not take notice to. I, you know, the way that you know, that there's a discrimination in the VC community right now in regards to the flow of capital is the amount of like just the natural hair journey in general can be so improved, (laughs) but there oftentimes is not capital flowing into that industry. And, you know, if we're able to put certain AI machine learning, we can figure out things like, you know, 
what kind of hair is this? Like, is this like 4C? Is this da da da, et cetera? Uh, what products are best off that, just from that nature? And I, I've seen people develop apps for that, but I haven't seen any take off in that manner. But that's just one example of something that if you're able to take this uh, buzzword uh, and actually apply it to it and actually learn how it works, you can really do some damage in, in the best of ways. That's great. And so, man, there's a couple of things about you, your story that stood out to me. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just kind of want to wrap things up by asking, you know, how did you build Pedal? Because a lot of the folks listening are like, man, how do I start a business? Right. So Chisa, how do you, how do I start a business? And how did you build Pedal? You think of something, you try it and it doesn't work a bunch of times. And then you get other people that you think know better than you to give you advice or to come onto your team and you work together and then you just work until you get product market fit and then you put gas on the fire. Mm-hmm. Period. Honestly, honestly that's period. Flick <laughs> <laughs> the teeth. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And so, I mean, I think one thing that's unique about your story yeah. and the story of Pedal is just the press. Like y'all have gotten so much press oh, around pedal appreciate you right i mean that's just a fact and <laughs> i think that can be hard like for people to do talk to me about how you were able to get so much press around the product and was this at a time where you had product market fit you no. know <laughs> yo yeah so how were you able so we to were, get all that press when we you were, were still of, figuring uh, out we, we were eating off a of brand alone. That's what we used to say. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Eating off a of brand alone. Yeah. Um, but I think that just goes back to you have skills already. There are already skill sets that you are good at that you just aren't acknowledging that can be used mm-hmm. in your journey. For us, we were journalism students first and foremost. So wow. when it came to us, we knew how to write something that was going to be relevant for people to care about. Uh, we knew how to get to those channels. And then from there, I had already established such a network within the broadcast and journalism community, right? I, I can reach out to someone at CNN and say, here's what we're doing. Can you give me a critique on it? Okay, pass this to your boy Bloomberg. Okay, uh, NBC News wants to do a feature because someone just saw my Facebook story um, and they've been watching us develop or we get hit up by complex for whatever. And so going on complex is what introduced us to Gary V and Gary Vaynerchuk, um, brought him onto the advisory board. And then through that, we're also able to meet Ryan Leslie. And so they've just been instrumental for us, especially in this current project that we're working on that we're looking to push out in August. But it's really just getting, it was just using what we were already good at, what we'd already spent years training for. Hmm. And And from face value, it didn't seem like it connected at all but it, it, it was huge for us. Wow. And so what would you say are like just the three steps? And we, I would love to, if you're open to it, do actually a deeper masterclass and video on this sure. with our community. But what are some of the like three steps to take to get press and to, to eat from your brand? Like you said, uh, you know, first, first and foremost, you got to understand that uh, every producer, every writer is looking for a story. Hmm. So you got to give them a story. You know, they, they have to put out something every single day or three times a week, however they're operating. So you, first, you can look at past things that they've looked at, past things they've written, past stories they've produced or shows they've been a part of. Mm. Uh, and that's how you know who 
to reach out to. So you can look up a, a show you feel like you should be on or a magazine or uh, whatever, right? Who's making it? And so you can then pinpoint those people that that's who you're going to start sending your materials to, or you just add them on LinkedIn and then they're seeing it on your timeline or you add them on Instagram, get them to follow back or get them on Facebook. Just make sure that you can get in front of them. And so for us, for me, the game I was doing was really making sure that we were connected on LinkedIn and then okay. they would just see it on the timeline and then they reach out and say, Hey, just wanted to inquire, et cetera. Oh, you would keep posting your, your content on LinkedIn, on the LinkedIn timeline? I would post in our accomplishments. You know, it's like, Oh, this month we just did this, this, this. I'm so happy to announce you know, you got to gas yourself or as no one else will. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Say that one more time, please. You got to gas yourself. You got to gas yourself or no one else will. So we were just gassing ourselves. And so we had literally, literally periods where we know like, hey, we need to get press in three months. Like here's strategy. Here's what we're going to post here, here, here. Uh, and, you know, we're getting ready to get into one of those time periods again where it's like, we know we're going to need to use this press jump charge. So we would identify the people we need to reach, create the content or just the accomplishment, you know, the gas me up posts so that they can see it. If they can't see it, we'd email it directly to them. Uh, and from there, uh, you're talking with people, you start developing a relationship with them because they're seeing everything you're doing. And after a while, it, something pops. And it's a lot easier when you get on NBC to get on to uh, you know, complex or onto now this on Facebook or whatever. I appreciate that. Wow. And, and last question is just, you know, what would you say is, you know, your competitive advantage when it comes to pedal? Like what, what, I mean, I, I, I can take my guesses just from this conversation, but what would you say? Like, really what's, what's your secret sauce? You know, <laughs> I mean, we always joke all the time that, you know, it's like them half jokes, you know, <laughs> And it, it might not sound too sexy, but it's like our secret sauce is like our cockroach ability. <laughs> we, <laughs> we survive by any means. We take cockroach nukes. Cockroach ability. We lost Let's limbs. <laughs> but we got cockroach ability like nobody else in the game. You wow. know, we, we, we've survived off air before. <laughs> wow. You know, and so it was just, you know, they got that saying, it's like you stay in the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. So we we just we get our haircut right now. So we just move. That's a fact. Long enough for it. That's a fact. Wow, I love it, man. And and um and I guess what's the future? Like what 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 do you where do you see pedal in a, in you know five years from now? Do you want to mm -hmm. sell the company, get acquired? Like what's your your long term vision for it? You know, I think for us, what we want to do is make sure that we're a household name for people to utilize. We want to make sure that we're actually creating impact. That's yeah. really important for us. Uh, but at the same time, we want to revolutionize how companies are recruiting students. You know, it's kind of like put your money where your mouth is situation. So we want to make sure that if these companies are really going to get to the uh, the students that they that matches them the most, that they can put up these scholarships and put more money into the ecosystem for people to learn more, obviously to increase access to education and just create this beautiful ecosystem of education staffing sourcing experiences and then really build off of that and so we are we have a few other things in the pipeline that uh covid put a little got cool but as soon as they warm up again uh, i think it's going to really help us to get to that household name level and yeah. ensure that every student that is not just going to university but is 
taking that secondary education, that higher education level is going to be a part of. And so that's our goal. We want to make sure that we're getting people to trade schools. We want to make sure we're getting good cosmetology schools, whatever education that is best for them. But that's wow. us. Well, if anybody's listening, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking about a little bit about scholarships right now. And so if you want to learn how to graduate college or whatever university you're in debt free with $10,000 in the bank, you can just click above and we'll have, we have a whole nother video where we talk about how to actually graduate debt free. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so what are you, any, any like parting thoughts for the, for the folks listening who are, you know, they, they, they have dreams, they want to be able to support themselves. They want to be able to buy mama a house, right? They want to be able to, to build wealth. Uh, yeah. any, any last, you know, final <laughs> thoughts for them? I just read about this. I'm reading this book right now called Atomic Habits. And there's one section in the book where it says something along the lines of winners and losers have the exact same visions. <laughs> winners wow. and losers want the exact same thing. You know, everyone wants to have that boat. Everyone wants to be able to buy whoever a house. Everyone wants to, wants to do that. The difference between the two is the process put in place, the work ethic, and what is done on the way to that journey. So focus on the journey more so than the result, and then the result will come because winners and losers want the same thing. Mm. So it's not always and about we just want the same thing. I love that's that's a really good point. And and you know, I mean, I'm an athlete, and I I mean, I'm uh, completely bent on winning, and I know what it takes to work hard. And you know, I like to say here at Student Dream, we raise the bar because like the bar has been lowered so much. And I'm like, come yeah. on, y'all! Like, if you were an athlete, you wouldn't be working that that like sluggishly. You're gonna like, yo, you gotta wake up. You gotta put in the work. You gotta find your coaches. And so the student dream community, like that's an opportunity for you to be around people who are raising the bar. You can access, you know, mentors and yes. like, like Chisa, right? You can access capital. You can access learning and training and practice not on your own, but with people who actually are practicing atomic habits. Mm. So you, you know what I'm saying? So you can you actually that, be winning. That so quick. That was beautiful. Yeah. And I'm just saying, so for <laughs> any of you who want to, who, who have a dream and, and want to actually win and not lose, sign up for the Student Dream membership today. It's as little as $10 a month to yeah. get access to the people, the content, the learning that can accelerate you know, your, your progress, right? You'll get make 10 years worth of progress in 10 weeks because Ooh. you have access to the content and the people and the network yeah. right there. So sign up below in the show notes um, and join the community. <laughs> do that. Do that. Don't but I appreciate that, Jesus. So, if, if people want to start getting scholarships, you know, where do they go? What do you What do you want to What What? How can the community support you? Go to pedal.com. P e d u l dot com. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at We Are Pedal. That's W E A R E P E D U L. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm in the bio of We Are Pedal. So go there first. Go there first. <laughs> follow them. Uh, and then uh, I shouldn't be too far away. So definitely, if anyone's watching this, they just want to chat or reach out. Don't be a stranger. Um, I'll definitely talk. Uh, thanks for taking the time to watch this. It means a lot. And I guess that's all I got to say. I appreciate it, Chisa. So you guys, again, thank you for watching this episode of Student Dream TV. If you find found if you found any part of this content valuable, just smash that like button and let us know again what actions are you going to take, right? Because ideas and dreams are cheap 
right? Talk is broke and time is money. So start now and let us know in the comments below what steps are you going to take to start that business, to build your wealth and to have atomic habits that take you from being a loser to a winner. <laughs> All right, you guys, see you on the next episode and let's get it. See y'all. Bye. Bye.